Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my podcast, California School Bus Drivers, Episode 3. Thanks so much for joining me. I have some really exciting news. Um, I have an instructor, California driver trainer instructor, um, who will be a guest on the show. And we will discuss um, some legal aspects about red light stops. And hopefully we'll have more chats with her in the future. Um, I also have another driver that I work with who's going to join me on a segment, um, hopefully uh, about people management and some things we do to settle down chaos in the bus and just sharing experiences and memories. That's going to be fun. Um, So yay, we have guests. (laughs) They're coming soon. Um, This isn't going to be an everyday podcast for me. I'm going to cover about as much as um, I think is necessary and then it'll just exist on the interwebs. So that's what this is, just an informational type platform where uh, we can just share, you know, what goes on behind the scenes. And um, hopefully it'll be useful for somebody or at least interesting in some way. Uh, today I wanted to go over what us in the industry call a pre-trip. And basically, I know I've touched on it a little bit, Um It's a 30-minute inspection that we get paid to do every single morning. Uh, I show up with the other drivers around 5.45, 6 o'clock, and we start checking the whole bus out. Um, I've done a YouTube video that's gotten a few views of that outside check, but there's so many checks that we do on the inside, and I thought it'd be interesting just to share that um, because as a parent, that's not something I was aware happened and it's kind of cool. I mean, it's awesome for safety. So, uh, when we approach our bus, most of the time it's dark outside with the exception of the summer months. Um, and even then it's still a little, the sun is just coming up so we can see. So a lot of the outside stuff is, uh, checking the lights, which is good because they shine. Um, but we also sometimes carry a flashlight and stuff. So when we approach our bus, what's, uh, the first thing we look for is that the bus is sitting level. It's not leaning from one side to side. It looks like it was, it's, it's the same way that we left it the day before. Um, it doesn't look like it's been tampered with in any way. The doors are still closed. Um, when we lock up our bus, we close all the windows, to hopefully keep riffraff out if somebody were to break in and that has happened they're normally not after the buses but they're after the fuel and tools um thankfully though that that doesn't happen too much um so anyway we look to make sure that the bus is sitting level and it looks okay and then we open up the locked front door and we um we unlock the emergency door exits on the side of the bus because we lock those two before we leave for our shift. Um, we unlock that and then we turn the bus on and we're looking for um, indicator lights on the dash. Um, we're looking for our battery volts to be charging. We're looking for our oil light to buzz audibly and blink and a visual signal that it's activated and functioning. Uh, and charging we're looking at our temperature gauge to see that that's starting to go on the very cold mornings that temperature gauge probably won't move a whole lot but we're looking for it to move at least a little indicating that it's uh the engine's uh, getting warmer and operating temperatures uh we're looking for 
uh, just all the lights to be there. We're looking and listening for all the audible warnings that we should hear when we start the bus. And there's so many. I mean, if you think the fire drill at school and the um, lockdown drills were confusing, you should hear the bus sounds. And maybe, you know, I might save this and just record some of that to enter into this uh, podcast before I post it. Um, so yeah, we start with turning the bus on, we're listening, and then the first check around the vehicle, we actually walk outside completely around our vehicle three times before we do anything on the inside. The outside, we are looking for so many things. So I'm just going to walk you through mine. Um, I really hope I don't miss anything, and if I do, I will uh, either add a note or something or add another way of showing you guys that I missed it. Anyway, so we turn on um, our headlights, right? Our driver's headlights. And then we also turn on what they call clearance lights. And if you ever noticed on a big rig or a bigger vehicle, the top of the vehicle often has these tiny little lights. And the back ones are often red and the middle ones are amber or yellow. And so we turn on those clearance lights and those clearance lights have to be visible, I think, for... 200 feet and so um, we're making sure that there's no lights out um, that the vehicle can be in fact seen from at least 200 feet I might have that spec wrong it might be 500 again um, I will check that and edit this as need be so we're checking those lights uh, and then we activate our yellow amber warning light system and those are the yellow uh, lights at the top of the bus not the hazards Um, But the ones at the top of the bus that blink intermittently, telling other drivers on the road that we are preparing to make a school bus stop. Um, You should treat those lights like you would treat a yellow um, light on the freeway or the the roads that we drive on. Um, Treat it exactly the same. The amber lights mean slow down, be prepared to stop. And so we're making sure that those work in the front and the back. And then we're checking one of our turn signals for the first time we walk around. So whatever side I turn on. Um, And then we grab what we call a tire thumper. And it's just, in essence, a very thick stick. (laughs) And what we're doing with that is um, we're checking the tires when we get to them all four sets of tires um we're checking we're whacking them that's why it's called a tire thumper we're whacking them to hear um that there's air in there there's a very distinct sound a tire will make when it's fully inflated um and then um we also use that stick for one of our inside checks and i'll get to that in a minute um so we come out and we go to the front of the bus we're grabbing we have a total of five mirrors on our bus some buses have more but The mirror that I grab first is the one that kind of looks like the antenna coming off the bus. Um, I wiggle it to make sure it's securely mounted. I'm looking at it to make sure there's no missing nuts or bolts, right? I'm looking at the paint in the front of the bus. I'm looking for the license plate. I'm looking for the bumper to be securely mounted, not crooked or missing nuts and bolts. Um, I'm also checking the windshield for cracks um, and making sure all my mirrors are in them and it's not just the mirror holder and then I'm checking the wiper blades to make sure there's no dry rot or that they're in good condition in case it were to rain um, that they're in serviceable use 
Um, and then I make my way to the other side of the front with the other antenna mirror assembly and I wiggle that and do the same check. So then I'm making my way down the driver's side of the bus and I'm looking at the top to make sure all my lights are activated. I'm making my clearance lights and my uh, amber warning light system. And then I'm looking at all the windows to make sure none are missing, cracked, or broken. Um, I'm looking for the paint to look okay. We don't want to drive around with a crusty looking bus. You know, we want it to look nice. Uh, it's a sense of pride having a nice looking bus and we take a lot of care and time and making sure they stay that way. Uh, the bus I trained in was a 30 year old bus. <laughs> it was the same style I rode when I was in school. So, um, we take great pride in, um, taking care of our vehicles and making sure that they look nice and stay that way. Um, when I'm looking at the paint, I'm also looking for reflective tape or reflective, um, like little buttons that are part of the bus. That's for nighttime driving. We want something to reflect headlights from other drivers to make us more visible because we are so large. So I'm looking for that. I'm looking for um, our district name to be correctly labeled and uh, that those letters aren't coming off or missing. I'm looking for what they call a California school bus ID number and it's just an identification tag um, that a highway patrol could easily identify where you're from with if they were if maybe you were on a field trip or something and every bus in our district has the same california school bus id number i'm pretty sure um again i'll edit this if that's incorrect so i make my way to the set of duels in the back on the driver's side lengthwise of the bus and I do uh, the same tire check. I'm thumping uh, the tires. Uh, what I didn't say about the front ones, you do this to all the tires, is after you make sure that there's air in the tires, with the duals you will check to make sure there's nothing in between them that shouldn't be there, because uh, that could cause problems for sure. And then what we do is we check each and every lug nut. Um, in the front and the rears. And we're looking to make sure they're tight, none are missing. Um, we're looking at the rims of the tire to make sure that nobody welded on them. Um, there can be welds on them, but they have to be factory welds. Um, so we're looking for no welds outside of factory. And then in the duels, we're looking for both the valve stems. We wanna identify that they're both there and that they're capped. And then we make our way to the rear of the bus and the rear of the bus, we do a very similar check as to what we do to the front. We're looking for the emergency window and if you have um, accompanying windows on the back, uh, we're looking to make sure that they're not missing, cracked or broken. Uh, that rear window is an emergency exit, so we will open that and make sure we hear an audible buzzer. Uh, when we go inside, we'll also check that there's a visual buzzer and again, I'll go into that when we do the inside checks. Um, so. We're checking the license plate and in the back of the bus there's a light by our license plate and it has to be illuminated so we're making sure that it is we're checking our clearance lights we're checking the paint we're checking the lettering um, but we're also looking at our exhaust pipe uh, the exhaust pipe must protrude from the bumper. It can't be flush with the bumper it has to stick out just even the tiniest little bit. Um, I don't know why that is but it is. So then we make our way down the passenger side of the bus and we do the identical same check as the driver side lengthwise for or with the exception that we are checking to make sure our fuel tank is locked. 
And then um, on the front tires, I forgot to mention on the other side, but I guess this is why we walk around three times is in case we forgot on one side for one trip around, we can check it the next time. Um, the front tires, we're looking at the center of the wheel uh, rim. And we call that a hub, I think, or some sort of something. But we're looking to make sure there's no grease dripping from it. And then again, we're checking all the lug nuts, valve stems, all that. So then we go inside the bus uh, for our second trip around and we switch the blinker to the opposite direction. Our turning signal is now in the opposite um, turning um, position. And then we turn on our reds or um, our stop lights. Our reds mean stop. So it's the, the, the amber warning light system tells you to slow down this is now the reds up top right next door to those and then our stop arm our stop sign on the side of the bus will pop out with blinking lights and then we'll also turn on our brights for our driver headlights and we'll go outside and make sure all of that is functioning so we go outside um, we look at the brights and make sure that they're definitely brighter than the regular driver lights uh, we're looking at the reds to make sure they're blinking intermittently and we're making sure the other turning signal is activated then on the side of the bus with the stop sign we're making sure that uh, the stop sign is securely mounted we're making sure all four red lights on that stop sign are blinking and functional and we're making sure that the stops aren't came out to begin with because sometimes on very cold mornings or when there's um, a component in the motor that is not functioning they won't so uh, that's something we check to make sure that they do come out and um, that they're functional and securely mounted. In the back of the bus, we are looking at the uh, reds that tell everybody, hey, we've made a bus stop, you need to stop. And um, on the other side of the bus, we're just going back to the door. There's nothing really more to check there. On our third time around the bus, we, um, we turn off all of that. We turn on our hazards this time, and then we, um, we do something that we call chalking the brake. And what we're trying to simulate with this test is that the brake lights in the back are illuminated. We wanna see that that happens. So we take that tire thumper and it's a, I don't know, it's a good two feet long at least. Excuse me. <coughs> Still getting over that cold. Anyway, we take that very long tire thumper and we wedge it on the brake pedal or under the brake pedal, depending on what year and style bus you have, um, and, and bracing it in a way that it depresses the pedal enough to illuminate those lights, and um, that it'll stay in that position. So in my bus, I can't um, put it underneath the pedal like the older buses. I actually have to put it on top of the pedal and then bring my seat forward, my driver's seat forward, um, until it holds the stick in place with some pressure. And then, um, so that's that should have turned on my rear brake lights, and I will check that on the next trip around. Um, but then we also want to put the vehicle in reverse. Now, I know this part sounds a little scary. Um, it definitely was kind of scary for me the first time I heard that. Um, but the parking brake is on, and the service brake we just put and set with that stick. So we've got more brakes on um, than normally. So the bus isn't going anywhere. Um, it's definitely safe to walk around again. It just sounds funny that you put it in reverse and then get out. <laughs> so the bus, the uh, parking brake is on. It's not going anywhere, but the service brake is also activated. So it's quite safe. Um, what we're doing this time around is we get out. We make sure that all our hazards are working all the way around. We're making sure that um, 
when we get to the back of the vehicle that we see the service brake lights like when you brake that they get brighter we see that that's happened and then we're also looking for a audible and visual indicator that the bus is in reverse and the bus um reverse lights will be on but you'll also hear this beeping that you you hear a lot on bigger vehicles or industrial type vehicles beep 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 it just is another way of alerting traffic that we are uh, making a maneuver that is not going forward and bus driving um that's the most dangerous kind of maneuver to make is backing so then we get back on the bus we turn off all the lights we put the vehicle back into neutral and we start checking um the inside of the bus and it's again this is a 30 minute pre-trip and um there's just so many things we check so the first thing i try to remember to do is i have to put my uh tire thumper away in uh a the storage bin that's kind of on the roof and it locks so it doesn't become a potential um what do you call that <laughs> i'm losing my train of thought people um where it doesn't become something that could hit or strike somebody if i were to break hard or god forbid an accident it doesn't become um some sort of risk for the student so it gets locked away in that bin but what's also in that bin is our first aid kit and in the size of bus that i drive an 84 passenger bus i should have no less than 24 units in my first aid kit so every morning i open that and I count each and every little box or wrapped up thing and make sure that there's 24 at least in there. And then on the, the box, the emergency kit itself, there's a seal on the inside that protects the stuff on the inside from dust and moisture. I have to check that seal to make sure it's intact and serviceable and that it's doing its job. So I check that and then also in my bus, that's where my fire extinguisher is and we get those serviced every year. They have to be um, inspected and dated and uh, approved for service. So I have to check the date on those to make sure that it's good. Um, I have to make sure that it's charged so the little pointy thing is in the green zone. Um, we give them a good little shake to make sure that the they don't settle because they're in the same position for so long and then we're also checking to make sure that the pin is in place because that's important too we want it to be able to work if we need to use it at that point I would also check to make sure my bus was equipped with three roadside um, reflectors and they're like these little triangles that if for some reason I needed to pull over and I'm going to be disabled for a little while I can go and put those reflectors on the road kind of like cones for construction to direct traffic and let them know oh yeah I'm not going anywhere find another way um, and, and just to let them know it's, and it's super helpful if like I'm on a curve and they can't see that I'm disabled I can place those on the curve before they meet me in the bus so they'll see those first and then they'll be like, oh, something's coming up. So uh, we have to have three of those on our bus and they have to be functional. So we'll take one out, a different one each day and um, set it up and make sure that it you know, sets up and stays up and it's not broken. Um, at that point, I check my uh, radio that calls base and uh, we call that a radio check. And I'll shut my door. We have to make sure that our door opens um, with the button that we use most of the time that's what we're using to open and close the door for passengers 
Um, but there's also a manual release, which is um, there for emergency situations, for if my button fails, it's a second way of opening that door. I have to make sure both of those uh, features work on the door. And I also have to make sure that the registration and insurance is in the back of my um, school bus binder, where I log my mileage, and I have my emergency procedure forms, and a bunch of other goodies in there. So I'm still at the very front of the bus, just checking like the basics. Um, at this point, I would start checking my seat backs, and we have I think 28 rows of seats in the bus. So I'm touching two seats at a time, just kind of wiggling them a little bit, a little firmly, to just to make sure they are securely mounted. They're not moving on me. That they're a safe seat to sit in. Um, I will check two different windows each day in the bus to make sure that the windows all work um, and that way if I find one that's stuck I can write it up um, and then as I approach the different emergency exits we have the two on the roof we have the door we have two emergency windows that will alarm excuse me <coughs> I have to check all of those as well so I'll come to my first one which is a roof one and I will pretend to open it like there's an emergency. The bus is running. So when I turn the red handle and it comes out of its like locked position, it should give me an audible buzzer just like when I open the door on the outside. But then I have to walk all the way to the front of the bus and this is for each one, I do the same check. I have to walk to the front of the bus and make sure that a red blinking light that says emergency exit is glowing and blinking. So. I have to make sure that I get an audible and visual warning that a emergency exit has been activated. I do that for each one. Let's see, I have two, three, four, five, six on my bus. Some buses even have, no, I think six is maybe on the higher side of them. But anyways, um, I have six that I check. So I'm walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between each check. Um, I'm also looking at the top of the bus or the top middle of the bus uh, while I'm walking through doing all this checking the seat backs and the emergency exits I'm also looking for missing hardware on the roof I'm looking for uh, the lights you know when you turn on your interior lights we have to check those that they all work um, so I would have turned those on by now and um, I want to make sure they're all working I'm not missing any nuts or bolts there's not anything that looks dangerous or abnormal, anything that shouldn't be there. I'm just checking the whole top half of my bus and just making sure it is what it should be. And then when I'm done with my very last emergency exit, I'm at the very back of the bus. Now I'm going to check the bottoms of the seats and the bottom half of the bus. And um, so I'm grabbing each seat bottom two at a time as I'm in the middle of the hallway. And I'm kind of pulling up on them to make sure that they don't move. And then I'm looking at the floor for, again, missing nuts and bolts, anything that looks like a kid could have kicked it, and now it looks sharp and dangerous, anything that looks out of place. Um, most of the time, all I find are backpacks and sweaters and things like that. But occasionally, you'll find an empty hole where a screw should be, and that's when you write it up, and um, they fix it right away, and, and you're good to go. So once you check all that, um, you can sit down finally. You can sit down in your seat, and this is where the more technical part of our pre-trip begins. Um, this is where we're going to check every single button. We're going to check all the brake systems, and I'll get into that in a minute. 
Um, we're going to check everything. I mean, just to make sure everything is good to go because this is the brain of your bus. I mean, it, the seats and all that, very important. There's not one thing that's more important than the other. That's why we check them all. Um, but this part, it gets kind of technical and you kind of move fast. So again, I hope I don't miss anything. Excuse me. <coughs> so I will start with my seatbelt. Um, one of our checks is we have to make sure that my seatbelt works. Um, we also check the children's seatbelts on buses that are equipped. So just like the windows, I will check like two seatbelts a day uh, to make sure they click and stay clicked and make sure that they're functioning normal. And I'll do different ones each day. So I'll check my seatbelt, make sure it works. I'll look over towards the door and I'll identify that I have my stop sign and I have what they call a modesty panel. <coughs> my bus has to have a modesty panel. And all that is, is the seat that's, you know, when you get climb up the stairs, the seat that's right there above the stairs, uh, we have a flat seat back covering any view of that seat. And the reason for that is if somebody's wearing a dress or a skirt and the people coming up on the stairs, we want to make sure that nobody can accidentally catch a glimpse of what is underneath the skirt. <laughs> so we call it a modesty panel and we have to have one intact and present. Um, I'll make sure that I have those two things and then I will use my door button to make sure that the door works with the button and that the door stairwell lights uh, well light turns on because that's another thing that has to work that light has to come on because again when we're driving in the pitch black of winter we need a light for them to see and climb safely up the stairs so we have to check that light um at this point I would probably kind of just get comfortable refamiliarize with myself with the bus kind of look around at all the buttons and just kind of work my way through the extensive panel of uh, different buttons uh, some of them I can't check, especially in the summertime, um, like the heater pump. The only way I can check that is if I turn on the heaters and when it's 102 degrees outside. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that. And even in the wintertime, I can't really hear it in the newer bus because it's just a louder bus. The older bus, you can kind of hear it kind of kick on. Um, there's another couple of buttons that, again, you can't really do much with, like the mirror defrosters. Again, the only way I can check that button is if they're frosted and I activate it. So, uh, in the summertime, I can't check those, but they're not going to be necessary anyway. So, um, I will check our fans. Uh, we have a passenger heater. I will turn it on very briefly to make sure it kicks on. Um, we have two of these little fans in the front of the bus that blue hot air and we check for high and low settings on those and that they function sometimes I'll grab them and make sure they're securely mounted as well um and then we'll check our horns we have two horns we have an air horn that's really loud like a train uh, maybe not quite as loud as a train but and then we have our regular beep beep like a car horn um I'll check my um my interior lights are on that panel. I'll check my windshield wipers to make sure they turn on and that I have wiper fluid. And so we have to make sure that both of those things are present. I'll check the front heaters. I'll check, um, I know I'm missing something in here somewhere. There's just so many things and it's hard to, I'm not in my bus right now, so it's hard to think of what's actually there. Um, then I'll look at my digital panel. I have a panel that tells me uh, digitally what how many volts are um, on my battery at the present time, uh, my engine temperature, my uh, oil uh, temperature or pressure, 
and um and then it'll also show me how much fuel i have and then it's again it's digital so i can scroll through other settings but i'll check all of those things i'll go through my uh, turning signals one more time to make sure they activate on the panel and um i will also look to make sure that my uh, air tanks we have two air um braking systems one's a backup in case the other one fails and then um so we have to make sure that they're both charged and um that, at that point i would start my brake check and the brake check is probably the longest part but it's the easiest to explain um the brake check first thing you're going to do is find out when the air governor cuts in and what i mean by that is you're going to find out when the thing switches on and starts putting more air into the air system and every time i push my foot down on the pedal some of that air goes away and so uh, there has to be a specific cut in at least by 85 pounds um and so i'll simulate using the brakes i'm not driving i'm just kind of pushing the brakes letting go pushing the brakes letting go and each time uh, that main tank will go down a little bit what i'm looking for when i let go is when that needle starts going back up sometimes it won't kick on until just about 90 in my bus so it's really close to that threshold of at least 85 but it's still in service it's not like dangerous or anything they have that number um for safety so it's above that number we're good i do that and then um I will charge up the system and we also have to look for what they call a cut out because you don't want that air governor pumping in so much that um, things start going splody <laughs> time. So uh, we have to have a cut out at least by 135. And so uh, what that sounds like on the bus, I don't know if you ever sat by one and all of a sudden out of nowhere, it'll just go, <laughs> that's the cutout. And so we will kind of give the uh, engine about 1500 RPMs, uh, like a high idle and we'll charge it until we hear that sound and we'll look at the number and make sure it's under 135 pounds and if it passes that's great uh the next brake check that we do is what we call a static test and basically we just turn the bus off and we sit in it staring at the needles for both our air tanks or the digital numbers depending on the bus to make sure they don't move um we can lose a little bit of pressure um but we don't want to lose more than the specified um amount that is in our um legal pre-trip so with our static test we can lose no more than two pounds of air pressure and with our um, applied test which is the next one we can lose no more than three pounds so right now we're doing the static test we're literally doing nothing our foot is on the floor we're just staring at the needles for a minute straight to make sure that we don't lose more than two pounds um in the newer buses i haven't seen it drop at all so and even in the older ones sometimes they don't move at all um and then we do what we call an applied test again the bus is off um we're just sitting there in the bus and then we uh push the service brake down your regular brake like you're slowing down on the road we push it down and hold it and then we release the emergency brake so right now it's just my leg power and my leg power alone keeping the bus still um and we're looking at the gauges for another minute to make sure i don't lose more than three pounds during that process which would indicate a leak somewhere when i'm using it and that's not good excuse me so sorry <coughs> so after those two checks pass then we proceed on checking each individual um system for um operation so what we do is we basically pretend that um 
one of the tank system fails completely. And the way we pretend that that happened is we drain that tank for that system. We drain it and we should hear an audible and see a visual buzzer on the dash of a low air warning. And um, that has to happen by 60 pounds of pressure. If that doesn't happen, we can't take kids on the bus. Just like if any of the other things I have to check don't pass, I can't take that bus and do my run. I have to start a pre-trip on another bus. So if it doesn't show me with a a light on my dash, but also a buzzer that I have low air by 60, my pre-trip's over. This bus is out of service. Um, But we drain the tank all the way down. And even listening to the buzzer the whole time, we get all the air out of that system. and, And then we turn on the bus and we put it into gear and we drive it forward to test the backup system. And the backup system with my foot brake, right, the regular brake you use to slow down, should stop the bus. And it does, and you pass. So then you charge up that tank again to um, at least 100 pounds, uh, the one we just drained. And then we do it to the other one, the opposite tank system. We drain the other one, leaving the one we just drained full, And we wait for that audible visual warning that, hey, you're losing air, dude. And um, we'll drain it all the way down to empty. And then we'll start the bus and use the service brake again with our foot to make sure that the first system we tested will stop the bus too. So once those two things pass, we know we're good. Our last and final check on the bus is the um, emergency brake. Um, If for some crazy reason, uh, both my air tanks fail, um, we have our emergency brake, but it's also there to prevent rollback. It's also there for um, emergencies. If the driver were to pass out, a student could pull that and the bus will gently coast to a stop. So it's there for many reasons, just like every vehicle has one. It's an emergency brake. Um, We test that system by putting it into gear, driving forward a little bit and keeping our foot off the pedal brake and just pulling the e-brake the bus should stop and it does and then we're done it's a lot to take in I know and um the training for this I can't wait to dive in with my um driver trainer um for when she joins us uh because that was her job to teach me and every other driver how to do that um efficiently and when we test for our license um we have to do that whole pre-trip with a CHP officer following us and clicking off everything, just like when you took a test to drive your car, well, he's doing that with the bus, right? He's making sure you're not missing a single thing. And then after you pass that, then he takes you on a little ride and you're driving him around town and he's telling you where to go and it's a you pass or fail kind of deal. So we do that every five years. We have to recertify with CHP every single five years. So, um, yeah now you know how the pre-trip that's before i even see it kid that's how much work we put in uh to making sure your kiddos are going to be safe and that we're going to be safe and that all the other drivers on the road are going to be safe um by checking to make sure that our vehicle is so i hope you enjoyed this um episode and i hope you come back for more because there's so much more to come and again if you have any questions if you want to just chit chat send me a message um otherwise i hope you have a great and safe day Oh, and don't forget, stop when red lights flash.